Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome to Inside Crime and Investigation. In this episode, we're giving you an exclusive preview of the first episode of the brand new Murder Town podcast, which follows each episode of the TV series with a brand new case from each Murder Town. Presented by Catherine Kelly, Murder Town, the TV series, starts Monday the 16th of September at 9pm, exclusively on Crime and Investigation. Taking you on a journey through 10 towns across the UK that have seen gruesome murders, helping you to piece together the events surrounding each case. With remarkable access to family, friends, journalists and authorities who lived through the tragedies, we'll shed new light on the stories that changed these towns. Straight after, join Benjamin Fitton from They Walk Among Us as he follows Catherine with a brand new podcast story. In the first episode, he'll be exploring the case of Linda Cook, whose half-naked body was found in the grass and scrub of a pathway in Buckland, Portsmouth. She had been repeatedly kicked in the face, head and body after being raped. The only clue the Hampshire Constabulary had to go on was a footprint left on her abdomen. Please be aware that this story contains distressing scenes and brief descriptions of violence. This content is not suitable for children and listener discretion is advised. On a cold December afternoon in 1986, a young woman's body was found hidden in the grass of a small laneway in the Buckland area of Portsmouth. People called Merry Row a wasteland, with its uneven ground and its dimly lit path hidden from the general bustle of the busier streets nearby. Savagely beaten and virtually naked, the woman's injuries appeared severe enough to have come from a heavy, blunt object, but upon closer inspection, the discovery of a shoe imprint clearly marked on her stomach would establish that many of her injuries had come from being kicked at force. Kicked by a person wearing trainers, leaving the word flash clearly imprinted. My name's Benjamin Fitton from They Walk Among Us. Welcome back to Murder Town, the podcast. Following each episode of Crime and Investigation's True Crime TV series, we'll explore another case right here. At the scene just off Lake Road, 
police found the woman's underwear on the ground not far from her. She had been kicked repeatedly in the face, head and body, and with her clothes ripped off, she appeared to have been sexually assaulted. All this, they assumed, the night before. The woman was identified as local 24-year-old barmaid Linda Cook. Linda wasn't working at the time and had been living at the home of her boyfriend's family for the past month. When her boyfriend, who she had been seeing since that August, was remanded in a local detention centre, she stayed on with his mum, Mrs Gray, and her two young daughters around 20 minutes' walk from where her body was found. The Portsmouth neighbourhood of Buckland sits just south of the M275's exit out of the city and east of the dockyards and the ferry port. The Docklands had been known for the world's first built dry dock, built by King Henry VII in 1495. It would go on to become one of the three operating naval bases in the United Kingdom. After the heavy bombing of World War II, the city focused heavily on rebuilding council housing. In that decade to 1955, 9,000 houses were built with a further 7,000 that were considered unfit for human habitation. Whole areas were considered slums, and through the 1960s and 70s, areas like Buckland were mainly demolished and rebuilt, mostly with mid-rise estates. When the International Ferry Port opened in 1976, Portsmouth welcomed swathes of local and international tourists and became more of a resort city. With any port city comes high crime rates. More often organised crime linked to illegal goods coming in and out, but also petty and violent crimes that often go hand in hand with drinking, the number one pastime for holidaymakers and sailors stopping in Portsmouth at the time. Historically, the city had a great number of hostels and clubs dedicated to sailors. Over time, these establishments moved on to become discos and nightclubs, notorious for late-night drinking, with locals stumbling home in the early hours as the sailors dragged their feet back to their ships. Mrs Gray, Linda's boyfriend's mum, told police everything she knew about what Linda had done in the lead-up to her murder. The morning before, the 8th, they'd been together from 10.30 in the morning until 3pm when Linda went to collect Mrs Gray's daughters from school and get them tea while she went out. Just after 10pm that evening, Mrs Gray returned home and typically found her own boyfriend there waiting for her, along with her daughters and Linda. It's 11.30pm. Linda left to walk to a friend's place on Sultan Road around 20 minutes or so north, only planning a quick visit before returning home again. She arrived at her friend's, and although it was originally reported that she left there just after midnight, it has been established that it was in fact between 12.20am and 12.40am. The streets were generally well lit and residential, with some shops and some poorly lit pockets. If Linda took a slightly quicker route home that night, it would explain her being on Merry Road. But if she had walked along Lake Road, she may have been forced into that poorly lit and well-hidden pathway. 
the forensic examination of Linda's body backed up the police's assumption that she had been raped. Very close to the time she had left her friends between 12.30 and 1am, they believed the attack would have lasted around 15 minutes. Both Linda's jaw and spine showed fractures. Her larynx was crushed, and her head and face had been badly beaten. All these injuries had been carried out by being repeatedly kicked and stamped on as she lay on the ground. Linda had died as a result of her injuries and from asphyxia, possibly from the force of kicks to her throat. The flash logo from the right heel tread of a men's trainer showed he had, at times, used the extreme force of his heel as he kicked her. This became the first clue in the hunt for the killer. Search for Murder Town on your favourite podcast app. There are already 10 episodes from the first series for you to catch up on, with a brand new episode from the second series released every Monday. And please do rate and review. It'll help make sure more people can find us. Even in a small town like this, awful things happen. One murder in Ipswich is unusual. We had a double murder on our hands. It was dreadful. Just didn't know what to do. This was something that was frightening, very frightening. I'm hoping Portsmouth will never have to go through this again. Suddenly Darlington was thrust into a horror movie. It's tormented a lot of people and you just don't know when it's going to end. Murder Town returns. It's closer than you think. Murder Town with Catherine Kelly. Mondays at 9, new and exclusive to Crime and Investigation. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 